Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Spiritual Leader. I am not your host, as you can see, uh, Pastor Darren Baldwin. Um, we are uh, on staff here at Melody Church. My name is Ryan. This is my wife, Rachel. Uh, you might have seen her on the previous uh, or heard her if you're listening to this on the previous podcast. Um Whenever you watch the podcast or listen to it, I'm the guy that's normally behind the camera, running everything, running the sound, running the camera and everything. So this is definitely new for me. Um, So this is actually really cool. Um, What we have to talk about today is one church. Yeah. Or unity in the body of Christ. And what's so cool is Pastor Darren, um, he recently wrote a book called One Church, Unity God's plan for unity in the body of Christ. And if you don't already have it or don't already have the apparel uh, for it or merchandise for it, please message us. Um, that is an awesome book to read and awesome apparel, uh, merchandise to, to have. Um, but I just want to start off reading Ephesians uh, 4. Uh, we're reading from the New Living Translation. It says, Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling for you have been called by God. Paul is writing here, and he says that he is a prisoner for serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of the time when he was writing Scripture, he was in prison. Yeah. But when you read through this, uh, when you read it in context and everything, he's wanting everybody to so-called be a prisoner of of God because he wants everybody to realize and know that when you commit your life to Christ, you're under his authority. You're under his blessing and under um, his calling on your on your life. Um, and so he says that he begs you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all in all, and living through all. He, however, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. So he, he writes and he says, there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all in all and living through all. One body, one spirit. And that's what we want to touch on today is, is unity in the body of Christ. Because when you look throughout history, when you look throughout certain things, and even today, when you're, when you look at churches today, everybody has certain aspects and theology and ideas and concepts that they want to push off to others that might not be scriptural. And so whenever you read scripture, Paul writes and he says, there is one body and one spirit. There's one church, and it's called God's church. And so when when you read scripture, you realize God's plan for, for the body of Christ is to have unity, not discord. 
we want to come together as one church, one body, one faith, link arms, and walk in this life together. Amen. Um, when we were preparing the, you know, talking about what we were going to discuss on the podcast, um, I just, I really felt strongly that we needed to hit on not only like just one church, but the local church. Yeah. Um, because the local church, it, people almost on want to call it like taboo or cliche that you don't have to go to church to be a Christian. And they're right. Right. You don't have to go to church to be a Christian. If you gave your life to Christ, if you said, Jesus, I make you the Lord and Savior of my life, you are a Christian. And I but mean... But see, that's the most important thing is a lot of people want to make Christ their Savior. Yeah. But not a lot of Christians want to make Christ their Lord. That's right. Yeah. But... um you know, it's interesting to me, one of the fathers of faith, at least in our generation and, and the past few, um, Brother Kenneth Copeland, yeah. he called 2021 the year of the local Florida church. God. Amen. And if you look back at 2020, you'd be like, he's crazy for saying it's <laughs> the year of the local church. Right. Almost every church in the United States was shut down at least for a few weeks. Now we kept an online presence and, and that was just a few weeks. And we, we decided we were opening our doors uh, because there's nothing like assembling together. In fact, in Hebrews 10, 25 in the passion translation, it says, this is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together. As some of you have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate that day dawning it's imperative that the body of christ joins together and i love that it says all the more i think that that's like new king james or king james it says all the more should we gather together and i just want to read this excerpt i read a blog about um the prophecy that that Brother Copeland had, and it says, Brother Copeland says, that's where the glory is going to fall in 2021, in the local churches that are preaching, teaching, and healing, and going strong with the word of faith, and glorifying God. Therefore, we believe 2021 will be a major turning point for the church in our nation. We will see the church rise up and usher in the biggest revival we have ever witnessed. People's hunger for God and and the only life, or I'm sorry, and the life only he can provide will grow and change our world. It also means our obedience will be vital to seeing everything God has planned come to pass. It's time for the church to rise up and take her place in 2021. It's time to remind ourselves why assembling is non-negotiable. Yeah. I love that. It's non-negotiable. As children of, of God, as a body of Christ, we need each and every person. I, I love that... Um, and, oh, I, I don't want to misquote the scripture. Um, oh, goodness. In 1 Corinthians 12, um, 12, 12, it says, Just as a body is one, whole made up of many different parts, and all the different parts comprise that one body, so it is with the anointed one. The, the local church, the body of Christ needs each and every single person to bring their gifts, to bring yeah. their talents, to bring um, their perspective. We need each other. We need corporate gatherings to edify the body of Christ. Yeah, amen. The cool thing about it is whenever you... Um, have pretty much 
I heard Pastor Darren preach on this one time, all hands on deck. When you have all hands on deck and everybody's all in, you have an opportunity for every different little gift of the Spirit to be operated in that service. And whenever the local church rises up because now is the time for the local church to rise up and take its place in the community. And that's what I love about Melody. Um, Not only Melody, but the, the churches that are like Melody and the faith movement that they just want to have local bodies of, of the church and have unity to be able to go out and Proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. And what happens whenever all hands are on deck in the local church, the glory of God is going to rain down. Exodus uh, 34 verse 29 says, When Moses came down Mount Sinai, carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, he wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because Mm. he had spoken to the Lord. When you have a local church and a pastor that is hungry, both Pastor Darren and Pastor Laura, when they're both hungry for a move of God, when they're hungry for revival that goes to the the body, goes to the congregation, and when the congregation gets hungry and on fire for God, the glory of God's going to show down, going to rain down, and what's so cool is when Moses came down, he wasn't aware of the shining Mm. of how he was shining. Yeah, that's good. And so when you have been with a local body, when you've been with the local church that is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, that isn't trying to throw or push something down your throat, that's preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and grace and love, yeah. then you have that unity. You have that one church. You have that one faith. You have that one love. And that's what that's what it's all about, is having the local body ready. Um, I, I do want to read this as well. Um, in Acts chapter 4, it's a little bit long, verses 1 through 13. Um, I'll be quick with it. It says, While Peter and John were speaking to the people, they were confronted by the priest the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees. His leaders were very disturbed that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. Mm-hmm. They arrested them, and, and since it was already evening, put them in jail until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of men who believed now totaled about 5,000. The next day, the council of all the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. Ananias, the high priest, was there along with Caiaphas, John Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, By what power or in whose name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected 
has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation and no one else. God has given no other, no other, no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness. Mm. I love that. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus, just like Moses yeah. in the Old Testament, just like Peter and John in the New Te- New Testament. They have been with the Father. Yeah. And that is the, the main purpose of the local church is we want to gather together so when we leave this place, when we go be the church out in the local communities, yeah. that people realize they have been with the Father. Yeah. I um, it, It's interesting that you said like the assembly and different things because um, I was just reading and I remember Pastor Lara um, maybe a year ago, she taught about the ecclesia. Yeah. And ecclesia in the Greek um, and English is translated church. And um, I found it interesting that the ecclesia is a term used for the assembly in Greek city-states. It was a meeting place where citizens could speak their minds and try to influence one another in the political process. So for years, for thousands of years, the ecclesia, the church, church, has has been a, it's mandated, it's come alongside political things, everything like that has to do with any big decisions or whatever. The church is supposed to have a place. And so, you know, it seems like anymore, the church can't speak on anything related to those things because, you know, you might say something wrong or, or whatever, but, but the ecclesia, the church, we're supposed to be an influential part. We are supposed to play a vital part. And really we've done a disservice to what, how God has called the church to operate because we've, we have shrieked back. We have made a decision to not be vocal. We have made a decision to just kind of stay in the four walls. But I believe that what Brother Copeland was saying was that if there is a revival, if there is an awakening in the church, yeah. it's going to spill outside of the four walls because it doesn't just end with the local church. It starts with the local church, but the idea is that each and every member that is um, a part of a local body will then go out and yeah. take that message to the people that they know, people that they don't know, people in the grocery store, people, you know, and you're right. We need a spirit of boldness. It is, I mean, almost unheard of anymore for you to walk up to somebody in the grocery store and say, hey, I was just wondering, are you a Christian? Especially since we live in the Bible Belt. Right. Um, There, you know, most people are like, oh yeah, I go to such and such a church. Not that it answers if they're a Christian or not, but they, they go to such and such a church. But I think that the main point is that the church is not necessarily a building. It is a gathering of people. But I think something that I, I feel like is important is it's that it's a body of believers that that are in one accord, Amen. that they believe, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about that story. Um, in the, in the Old Testament where all the people were of one mind and 
God was like, oh my gosh, there's no one who, who believes they can't do this or whatever. So then um, there had to be destruction because once you're in one accord, one mind, one spirit, one whatever, there is no changing your mind. And that's right. how the body of Christ should be. We should be so decided yeah. that God is faithful. We should be so decided that Jesus is a healer. We should be so decided that when Jesus died on the cross, it was yeah, finished. Yeah. I mean, we have the authority to to cast out demons, to heal the sick, to yeah. lay hands on the sick and then recover. We have that authority. The church as a whole has got to recognize that Jesus gave us that authority. Yeah. He said, it's better that I go so that I can send the comforter down yeah. so that you can be encouraged, so that you can edify those, so that you can be led and guided by me. Right. It's so imperative that we find a local body that teaches us how to follow the Holy Spirit, yeah. teaches us how to pray and not only pray, but how to have a prayer language, how to pray in tongues, yes. how to speak spirit to spirit, how to heal the sick, lay hands on the sick, to gather together, to worship together. There is nothing like corporate unity. Yeah, because see, it's one thing to worship by yourself, but yeah. when you get other believers together and worship, yeah, because the word the word already says where two or three are gathered in my name and Jesus's name, he's going to be there. Yeah. And so when you gather as a local body, chains break. That's right. Mountains move. That's right. Giants are being conquered. And a lot of people say, oh, we're living in a pandemic. Oh, we're living in this. Oh, we're living in that. Oh, we have too much school. We have too much this. We have too much that. A lot of people are living in fear and then there's those people that are saying, oh, we're living, uh, we're, we want to do uh, or have faith over fear. Yeah. I see that a lot on bumper stickers, but the local body, the local church needs to preach not faith over fear, but faith over faith. Yeah. Because when you have faith over faith, yeah, you're going to continue to grow in faith. Yeah, because... Um, I, I, we were talking about that a couple of months ago, and I said, it's not so much that people fear what's going on. They have faith, like in in, um, in the pandemic that we're dealing with. Yeah. People have faith that that sickness could overtake them. People have faith that, you know, X, Y, and Z could could take place, but they don't necessarily have faith in God. So it's not so much an issue of fear right. as it is they fully have faith that if they have the virus that they could, you know, yeah. die. Yeah. And not to take away that, that that virus has killed many people and it's it's been very brutal. Um, but we as the body should stand up and say, I can lay hands on the sick. Yeah, and man. you know what? Not only that you can lay hands on the sick, but you can lay hands on yourself. On yourself. I love that Smith Wigglesworth, we read this book together. Yeah. And he called it wholesale healing, wholesale healing. I can lay hands on myself. I can speak over myself. Amen. I have authority over my body to speak over my body. Yeah. Um, kind of getting to a closing. I don't know if you have anything else to say, but I was going to say um, in this blog that I read from Kenneth Copeland, it says, above all, our assembling as a local church will usher in the next great 
awakening that has been prophesied. The biggest revival that the world has ever seen within its reach. And it begins with us, the body of Christ, gathered together Mm. in unity. Wow. Amen. I mean, it's right on the forefront. I believe that it's already started. I believe that um, all of this stuff that, you know, Pastor Darren says, Satan has showed his hand. Yeah. He has shown his hand. He's, he's you know, kind of pulled out all the stops. And I just believe, at least for us, we have gained momentum. Yeah. We have gained um, excitement and purpose. And we, we really believe and we've been contending and taking time to pray for an awakening, a yeah. revival. And so... As we close this out, I don't know if you have anything to say. I just, I want to encourage those who are listening that it's more than just gathering in a local body. It's getting in your place. It's serving. It's being submitted under to pastors who have a vision, um, who see kind of the, the long range. They see past what we maybe necessarily see. But I want to say this, the things that you can do to usher in this great awakening other than getting involved is you can pray, pray for your local body, pray for the local bodies in your area, pray for this region, pray for this nation, pray for this world that people will come alongside, that they will usher in this great awakening because I believe that it's here, but it takes us being unified together, unified in prayer, unified in, in contending. And you know what? I, I said this on Wednesday, we must be consecrated. Yeah, man. We must find a place where we agree that it's more important that I be obedient, that I be more focused and, and I keep my eyes fixed on the Father, that I don't get so concerned with, you know, the day-to-day that I lose focus on what really matters. Right. Because this great awakening is not so much for the people that have already experienced the father it's for the people who have absolutely no idea how good god is amen and that's what's so important about the local local body i want to close with this ephesians 4 um, 11 through 13 it says and he himself gave some to be apostles some prophets some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of christ till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge and of the son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness, fullness of Christ. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. That fullness, that fullness comes from the body acting in one accord Yeah, from the hand working with the, the arm and the arm working with the heart and the heart working, you know, each and every part of the body, that's where that unity comes yeah. from. If my hand, there's a scripture, basically, if my hand doesn't know what my right hand is doing and vice versa, or if my finger doesn't know what the rest of my hand is doing, you know, it's, it's not going to work out. It's right. not going to be in one accord. It's going to take every single member, every single person represented in a local body to, to, to turn the world upside down. Yeah. Amen. Amen. That's what it's all about is the local church. And it's time for the local church to rise up. And, um, just like brother Copeland, uh, prophesied and, and, and said, this is the year of the local church, because when the year, when the local church gathers together, it is time for the next great awakening. 
it's been yeah. such a pleasure pleasure uh, joining you guys either listening or watching this video um, either on Facebook YouTube wherever you may be watching this um, it's been such a pleasure being here with my wife uh, Rachel on the spiritual leader um, and until next time we love you God loves you be blessed.